Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, everybody, you mystics, you keepers of the flame, alchemists, more on that in a moment. You are tuned to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. You know, gentlemen, for at least seven years now, we've been talking about all kinds of topics related to the Ascended Masters' teachings. At the center of those teachings, at the, the foundation above is so below, is light. Light, light, light. And lately, in those last couple of shows we've been doing, we've been focusing particularly on the various aspects of light. And today we're talking about the sacred formula or the alchemy of light, the alchemy of change that we are all involved in. And I think that what we want to say is that there's a sacred formula, which is the violet flame, and the sacred science, which is alchemy. And that makes us, I think, alchemists, doesn't it? Indeed. <laughs> yeah, indeed it would. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, when we talk about light, it's such a common term. And it's so universally used and so forth. It's one of those things that maybe we don't think about a lot. You know, I mean, we think on the light when we turn on the light switch in the room. But in terms of the light of God, again, you know, let there be light and there was light. What does that really mean? How does that relate mm-hmm. to us who we are? And I think that's a pretty good question um, and in terms of something we should think about. And, of course, that's the purpose of this series is to get us thinking in terms of light. Light is the alchem- alchemical key, which means light changes things. Right. You can't introduce light into a situation without there being change. And if you're in alignment with that light, then it expands and grows within you. And if you're not, um, there could be some conflict there. <laughs> there. There might be some. Well, as we've said many times, God is light. And that light is what animates our every thought, word, and deed. We are born to be co-creators with God. I know. And I think, you know, <laughs> it's, it's understanding that under, that you, the use of light is the key to our path, to our balancing our karma, and to our ascension. Because the light obviously can repolarize the darkness. The violet flame you mentioned, Tom, can change darkness into light, which is the greatest alchemy there is. Forget gold. Change <laughs> darkness into light and to transmute our karma. Yeah, indeed. And, of course, that's the, the gift of the age, to have that. And so when we become that light, we're putting on the presence of God the more that we have. And we can increase our light. It's incremental. And the more you have that light and can keep it in harmony, the more you can be of service to God. Yeah, and you brought up a great concept here of transmutation. I think when we talk about light, we talk about alchemy, we talk about the violet flame, we're really talking about transmuting our karma, the darkness into light. And that is, it's not only central to our path, it is our path. Well, we know we can't get home. Until we, <laughs> until we balance at least 51% of our karma and fulfill our divine plan. You know, as we're giving this show, there's there's um, been some very big fires in California. And you pick up and you read this. And what's interesting is people will say, I woke up or someone woke me up and I could see the flames from my window. So sudden. And the karma came so quickly. Mm-hmm. They had no time to bear. All they could do is get out with the clothes on their back. And I think this is, this is a, in, in a way, is reflective of the age we live in. The karma is there. And it comes very suddenly for those that hit it, um, whether it's a train falling off the track or, or who knows what it is. 
And this is not said as a sort of a fear thing, but it's the reality of returning karma. Karma is a law. It's not God getting even with you for your mistakes. <laughs> you know, it's the law of karma. It's impersonal. And so when we send out energy, it's going to come back to us. And with more of its kind, I might add. And so we always want to be sending out positive. But for those of us that might have made a few mistakes in past ages, <laughs> we got to be ready to deal with. And, of course, that's where the violet flame comes in. That's where it, bringing forth light into your world comes yeah. in. Because if you don't do those things, you're just going to be barreled over by the karma. Well, we're talking about protection and preparation. Exactly. And, and understanding that, you know, because we made mistakes in the past doesn't mean we're bad people. We're not sinners by nature, as the Christians would have us believe, but we have, quote unquote, sin, which is, in other words, we have misused energy. We have misused the light of God. And that's why we have made karma, because as you suggest, Tom, we are co-creators with that light pouring through us 24 hours a day. So now is the time to stop making karma, or bad <laughs> karma, I should say, Be a good idea. And, and to do our best to balance it, because it's an equation of light and darkness, and light is you, if you call it forth, I said, and I'm going to hold it in harmony, it will change the dynamic of your life, whether it's transportation of karma, whether it's changing your relationships, whatever it is, it changes things. Well, what's the, uh, what's the easiest way to, to explain to our listeners what the violet flame actually does? I mean, some people might be thinking, okay, well, you've got karma. You invoke the violet flame. How come you still don't have to go through that karma? What, what is the violet flame actually doing to, to uh, get rid of that karma before it descends? It repolarizes the energy, okay? And the reason it works is by a special dispensation and through the sincerity of our heart and the devotion of our heart, we are allowed to use the violet flame. It's like... Uh, a, a cleanup, if you will. You know, okay. um, we a lot of people these days go through detoxes, but we need to <laughs> detox ourselves from our karma, and you use ages to do that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it may not balance a hundred percent of your karma. Maybe you st- maybe you still need to learn things from right. it, but you can mitigate a great deal of it. You know, speaking of those fires, I read about a person that had a home up in Northern California that was burned some months ago. They had another home in Ventura County. They moved down that, and that burned down too. Oh my God! Now. There's karma in action, yeah. but they still have life, you know. So where there's life, there's opportunity. And we, if you're hearing this, you still have opportunity. Indeed. You know, one of the things that we're talking about here, too, is that when you initially make karma, there's a certain magnitude to that karma that can be mitigated, reduced, you know, basically detoxed down to a point where maybe you don't even notice it. Or if you do notice it, it's not very intense. So, I mean, and we've heard stories about how certain saints and sages have basically mitigated a karma where they burn down a village and they end up burning their finger right, 10 lifetimes right. later. You know? That's the advantage of the violet flame. It's a grace and a mercy. And, you know, we talk about the mercy of God. The violet flame is the greatest mercy of God now because it allows us to accelerate our karma balancing. And it means you don't have to experience every single thing in your karma the way you send it out. It can be, you know, yeah. as we, we're remorseful for our karma from maybe a million years ago or 100,000 years ago. Um, <laughs> and so God gives us a way to deal with it that won't necessarily sweep us off the planet. But I just want to add one thing here. Sure. And that is opportunity. And we have to be aware that opportunity must be seized. It must be taken. 
And for those that, you know, don't take this, you know, there's no telling when this opportunity will come up again. It's not like it's going to be forever. There are times when the cycle, when the window is open, so to speak, for maximum karma balancing. And I want to add one other thing here, which I already said I would do, but this is the second thing. (laughs) And that is not only does our negative karma come back, but our positive karma comes back too. So we can learn how to access that light stored in our causal body, again, to help mitigate the darkness in our own being and on the planet. You know, um, one of the billboards that comes out of what you just said is that self-mastery doesn't just happen. It does take doing. It takes accountability. It takes resolve. It takes practice. So that when we're talking about the violet flame, it's something we don't do once and expect that it's going to work all the time. We do it every day. Yeah. So self-mastery is a daily ongoing process. I always wondered about that uh, statement, uh, pray without ceasing. Well, the violet flame is one of those things that you can put into action so that you oh, yeah. you are praying without ceasing. I mean, you can you can be saying, I am the violet flame in action in me now. I am the violet flame to light alone a bow as you, as you walk up and down stairs. Or, uh, and, and you know what happens, Terry? It fills your aura. So even when you're not decreeing, it's there. I mean, right. I read a beautiful teaching this past week about how your aura can vibrate with the will of God. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a beautiful thought? So yes, you're, even is. though you're not con- continuing to create, I mean, nobody can decree that all the time. Right. But you can have that in the presence in your aura that not only will change your life, but it'll be there to help others that, that are needy. Indeed. And, and so that's, again, part of the equation of light and darkness. Yeah. Let's explore for a moment uh, one of the concepts that has come up in the last five minutes. When you reference those fires in California and how intense they are, and, you know, I mean, they're they're historically of magnitude that has almost never been seen. It raises the question in my mind about, you know, how do we associate ourselves with world karma? And, you know, that we have our personal karma, as we've talked about many times, but world karma is something that we can choose to help to alleviate. Exactly. And sometimes that world karma is descending on a group of people in a certain location that may be a group karma. Exactly. And, um, you know, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And so you want to make sure, excuse me, that you have positioned yourself, not necessarily physically, although that may be part of it, but positioned yourself so that the light in your aura will displace whatever personal or planetary karma comes your way. God can protect you from these things. For instance, we've talked many times about our calls to Archangel Michael we give every day. So again, it's equation when you invoke the presence of the light of the Archangels, I mean, that's rather powerful presence. Mm-hmm. And so it can protect yeah. you if you're attentive and being in the right place and so forth. And you don't want to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, they say that about people. Well, they just happen to be there. No, no. they just happen <laughs> to be there because their karma you know, positioned them there, but they didn't have to be if they could have dealt with it another way. So in other words, karma does, God is not saying, I can't wait to get this karma on these people. And I'll teach them one thing or two. He's saying, look, you've, this karma is coming. It's like the law of gravity. It's coming. I'm giving you the tools so that you can do something about it if you choose to do so. If you choose to invoke light, it will be an alchemy that will change the equation of your karma and the planet's karma. Hmm. What's that uh, teaching you that our karma puts us in the best possible position in whatever's happening in our lives to mitigate the karma, or at least to take advantage of the opportunity to resolve it, to balance it. Right. I think it's the, the, the point of that quote is, you know, God brings us our karma because he, he... It's a mercy. It's a mercy because if we don't deal with it, we're never going to get the next level, the ladder, so to speak. We'll just come back and do the same thing over and over again. And that gets old after a few million years. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so <laughs> we want to deal with karma. That's why we don't run away from our karma. You know, mm-hmm. that people will do that. They'll, if it's a difficult oh, situation, they'll just leave. 
karma dodging. Karma dodging, yes. And the fallen angels are very good at that. <laughs> yeah, one of the ways they do it, by the way, I know we're switching gears here for a moment, but it's always been remarkable to me to see people doing good deeds with bad intention. <laughs> and they're dodging their karma because those good deeds do carry a certain weight of positive karma. Yeah, yeah. But they can't go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, indeed. And, and you know, there are times of reckoning. And this is the age, you know, it's a planning from one age to another. It, it is, in fact, Armageddon yeah. uh, that the Bible talks about. And that's not when you see what's going on on this planet. But it doesn't have to be a personal or a planetary Armageddon in terms of the outcome if we bring forth the light. It's all prophecy. We've talked about that. Prophecy is given so it can be changed. Yes. So you're not the victim of your karma unless you choose to do nothing about it. And then it comes back to you in, in full steam. And even though some of the karma that is descending has a certain biblical proportion to it, we can still pray that it be mitigated. Exactly. And, you know, uh, you, you, know you can say, well, it could always be worse. And people say, well, yeah, you could say that about everything. But the reality is it could be worse. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, think of Pompeii, okay? Mm. You know, they're making dinner. They just got back from the vineyard, whatever it is. Boom. And boom, it's gone. <laughs> Right. And, you know, people are saying, well, why didn't they leave, you know? But it happened so fast. Oh, they're, and that can, they're seated at a table with a cup in their hand. That can be the nature of karma. Yeah. And so, again, this is not, it's not to scare people. That's not the point. But it's enlightened self-interest to be aware of the equation we're dealing with on planet Earth and why the invocation of light and putting light in our aura, in our garment, to hold with humility and love is the key for our progress and is the key to prevent greater cataclysm upon this planet. And that's why we understand alchemy as a process of change and transportation and basically turning us from darkness to light. Yes. And, and, we, gonna, and we want to prepare for the for the Aquarian age. Actually, we're into it, but we're we're winding up cycles, you know. Well, and that's a nice segue, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> because when we return, we're going to take a short break now, but when we return, the seventh age the seventh ray, and the violet flame. Don't go away. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. 
They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. You know, we are currently in a time of great challenge and upheaval, and this makes the Violet Flame more important than ever. Here is Elizabeth Clare Prophet to share with us why this is so. Alchemy is a sacred science that teaches us how to access the light that is above us, sealed until we have the sacred formula. All of the teaching of Saint Germain, who is that seventh angel who comes, and when he begins to sound, it is written, the mystery of God should be finished. Saint Germain is sounding as never before. He is delivering to us the knowledge of the seventh age and the seventh ray and the violet flame. He is finishing the mystery of God and preparing the way for the everlasting gospel brought by that angel in heaven in the 14th chapter. We have all that we are. Naked we came into the world and naked we shall return. We have the accumulation of previous embodiments of attainment spiral upon spiral of rings of light. But this personification here below must externalize the inner word, the sound, and the ancient momentum. Some people like to think about how great they were in their past lives. It doesn't make one whit of a difference unless you possess the key, the alchemical key, to draw forth the light from your inner spiritual or causal body. And so in these last times, there is an intensification and acceleration. Stress increases because karma is returning to those vials of the seven plagues. Planetary karma is due. It is the end of Pisces. We begin Aquarius. The four horsemen are harbingers, again, of personal and planetary karma. They are the sign to us not of an inevitable, predestined, or foreordained calamity. They are signs that we must turn to the inner light to understand the real teachings of Jesus Christ that have not been preserved for us to know that he was the great alchemist of Pisces and intended us to become as he is and as he was. These signs are a warning that says, 
If you do not cease in your pleasure cult of materialism, in your politicking, in your division, you will find that the coming of this world karma will be a devastation in the earth and in your temple. But if you go within and discover the great central sun of your being, call it forth daily, let your temple become a pillar of fire in the temple of my God in the whole matter cosmos, and you see yourself as an instrument, an electrode of light, just as we see these angels. They are electrodes of light, step-down transformers, as we go farther and farther from the central sun, the manifestation of God is decelerating and all of a sudden you realize you've made a transition from the spirit to the matter cosmos. In reality, they are one and everywhere together. The message of the coming revolution in higher consciousness is that what you have inside of you the light and the presence of God when properly invoked, released, and directed through your seven chakras can turn the tide of world cataclysm. The same type of cataclysm that caused the sinking of Lemuria off these shores, the sinking of Atlantis. This cataclysm is due and overdue. Only the light bearers of the world uniting in the light and putting aside their differences for the sake of the rescue of a planet and a people can make the difference in the age. It is not too late, but the hour is extremely late. And we must come to the realization that we have a mission with our twin flames, and each day and every day it is to hold the balance of a planet in great distress by the invocation and direction of light through the science of alchemy. We live in an age then when our karma that is negative is due, but at the same time all of the positive karma, all of the momentum of attainment and light and good and self-mastery you have gained is also available for the defeating or the riding, the putting under you of the negatives. It is a tremendous moment in our history. Many of us have waited tens of thousands of years for the turning of this age to the seventh age when the violet flame would become the universal agent of alchemy to our evolutions of this planetary home. The sealing then of the third eye is the sign of the sealing of the seven chakras and the four lower bodies. Now these four lower bodies are beset by debris. Debris of pollution physically, the astral or desire body of the planet, for the planet has the four lower bodies also, contains the records of the collective unconscious of the race and all of the vibrations that are being broadcast from every person on earth daily and hourly. So we're swimming in an astral sea of vibrations that are lower than the light we desire to be. The mind is polluted by the bombardment of media, programming, prejudices, and the etheric body contains a memory on the lower side in the subconscious of all of our past lives and karma, and on the high side in our higher consciousness 
of previous golden ages and of our experience in the central sun. So the clearing of the debris of the centuries of the past is the first step of the alchemist. This is the very beginning of your understanding the secrets of the abundant life, which you may wish to call prosperity, the least of which may be money, but it also includes every physical need. Abundance to me is light in all of the seven centers, abundance of wisdom and self-awareness. Saint Germain says the law of transfer of energy is vital to the science of alchemy, for without it, it is impossible to create matter. The transfer of energy implies one person to another or master to disciple. All of the alchemists that have gone before through the ages have recognized this chain of being of the master-disciple relationship. For every endeavor in which you desire to engage, there is someone that you go to as a teacher, a professional, a master, someone who knows more than you. If you are a seeker for knowledge, you're always looking for the one who knows more than you do. It is a natural relationship in society. We all have something to impart to those who come to us if we prepare ourselves, and we are looking for those by whose skills and development we can benefit. Now the transfer of energy comes to you from your real self and your divine self. The question is, can you hold on to it? Can you retain the light that may be given you by someone in embodiment or by your own inner Christ? That is the challenge of the alchemist. Not merely to find the avatar of the age, if there is one. Not merely to find the master and say, I will obey you, do all things for me. That is not the path of the seventh age. The seventh age is your internalization of that master. You become the manifestation of the divine guru. I am here as the messenger of your higher self to reawaken your memory of these laws so that you may become independent under your own vine and fig tree, as Jeremiah prophesied, so that you might forge your union and maintain it. Another example of the law of transfer of energy was the transfer of light to the woman who had an issue of blood 12 years. She touched the hem of Jesus' garment and instantly she was healed. By her faith, she believed and her belief, her faith, created a complete circle in the aura a one-pointedness of the all-seeing eye. She had the vision of Christ, never strayed from it, never doubted. Now in this age, that woman, that woman of the faith of Pisces, must become the scientist, the alchemist in Aquarius. Now she must understand that she must become that Christ, internalize the light, and be prepared to transfer that energy to others. Freely have ye received, freely give. 
Saint Germain says that the inner meaning of alchemy is simply all composition, implying the relation of the all of the creation to the parts which compose it. Now, if you can have this in mind, the all of the creation beginning with the central sun, the parts which compose it, yourself and every atom of you, and you may hold the vision as well as the scientific awareness that you are never separated from the all, you can see that that opens, opens the channels of light and you are filled with the all. This is a daily exercise that comes through illumination and direct knowledge. It comes through the invocation of the violet flame. When properly understood, alchemy deals with the conscious power of controlling mutations and transmutations within matter and energy and even within life itself. It is the science of the mystic and it is the fort of the self-realized man who having sought has found himself to be one with God and is willing to play his part. The question is, are you willing to play your part in 1986 and for the balance of the century? Are you really willing to play your part to magnetize the light of the central sun and be of supreme usefulness to your family, your city, your nation, your planet, and your universe. That is the reason for which Saint Germain comes. He says you should become familiar at inner levels with the all chemistry of God and how each facet of creation is brought into manifestation in matter, in your consciousness, and in your daily life. Yes. <laughs> you know, we were born to be co-creators with God. What exactly does that mean? Stay tuned for the answer. Back in a moment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. 
For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back again. Thank you for staying with us on The Open Door today, as we've done many times in the past and will in the future. We're talking about light and also talking about violet flame and the power of decrees. In fact, question, could the spoken word actually be the key to creation? Let's find out. We are born to be co-creators with God. The opening verses of the Gospel of John are almost a direct quote of the ancient texts of Hinduism. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and without the Word was not anything made that was made. So the spoken word becomes the key to creation. Elohim said, let there be light, and there was light. Elohim is a plural noun for God, and it is written throughout the scriptures as the word God. It means the divine us, Elohim, male and female. They created the sons and daughters of God in the matter form. The sounding of the Om in the beginning must also be sounded in the ending. Everything that God created in the beginning for us we must recreate in the ending. It is the Alpha, the Omega. The thrust of the creation going forth is the Alpha. The return is the Omega. We are on the return of the V. We have descended, hopefully, to the lowest level we will ever descend in physical matter. We would not want to be any more dense or any less alive in light than we are now. So we have reached the bottom of the V, and it takes a tremendous effort and a will and especially a vision to climb back the other side because in so doing, you must trace every single step of your karma, of your going forth. The story of the Garden of Eden is the story of twin flames who left off their teacher who was the cosmic Christ who would initiate them. And they followed after fallen angels who were the false gurus, called serpents. Serpents is the name of a band of fallen angels, and the name serpent comes from the term the serpentine force, or the kundalini force that rises upon the altar. They had the mastery of the kundalini, and they misused it to turn away the twin flames of God and to imprison us in these matter spheres, 
We have followed them in religion, in politics, in economics, in education. They have an answer for everything in every field of human endeavor. They are the false gurus with their false systems, which always program us away from the central sun and to attachment to the earth earthy. So if we are here in the physical universe together, we all can touch each other, see each other, have an empirical awareness that we are here. The fact that we are here means that this level of consciousness strayed from the level of the inner God. Descending to this point, then, we must learn how to extricate ourselves from the patterns we have woven through the misuse of the science of alchemy. It can be done, and it doesn't take millions of years. It's the twinkling of the eye of God. God has a secret, and his secret is that all of his kingdom is locked inside of you. You can restore that light by following the mystery that is revealed by Saint Germain and by Jesus. This is the ascended master, Jesus Christ. You have all seen him in this mode at inner levels. He appears to different people in different guises. But you will be very familiar with this face of the master. You may call to him when you lay down your body to go to sleep at night. Ask him to bring his angels to take you to the retreat where we study, which is called the Royal Teton Retreat. It is the great retreat of the North American continent where the Ascended Masters teach their disciples out of the body to prepare them for the lowering of that teaching into manifestation. Saint Germain then comes to show and make practical the demonstrations of Jesus Christ. The seventh age is the age of how-to. It's the do-it-yourself age. The great avatars of the past have displayed their mastery, but the keys as to how you and I could get to it were sealed in the mystery schools with initiations so arduous that few ever arrived. Today this teaching is yours for the applying and for the taking. The seventh age is when the sponsorship of these two masters gives to us our opportunity to become anointed ones, anointed by the inner light. The meaning of Christ is the one anointed. Your inner real self is the anointed one. You must discover that self. This chart of your reality shows you that you are really a trinity in manifestation. You are the lower figure in the chart. Your temple is the temple of the Holy Ghost. The violet flame in that temple is actually the baptism of sacred fire prophesied by John the Baptist. We are waiting for that baptism. We must invoke it. It is ours for the call. Your real self, the anointed one, is the middle figure in the chart. This is the only begotten Son of God, individualized for every one of his sons and daughters. The only begotten Son of God is the universal Christ, who was embodied in Christ Jesus. Jesus called himself the Son of Man. He was the Son of the manifestation of the central Son, 
the lower figure in the chart. By his adeptship, he also internalized the word of the I am that I am and of that universal Christ. So the three in one in the Master Jesus Christ were all as one person, not three but one. And so he also recognized his disciples calling him the Son of God, the Christ who should come into this world. The Son of Man is you right now. You are the Son of Man. This is your day of decision to determine that through the laws of alchemy, the sacred science, you will internalize that word or externalize the real self who is above you. The great joyous teaching of the universal age is that each one of us has a holy Christ self above us, just as it is depicted in the chart. This holy Christ self is your guru, your teacher, your master, who speaks to you as the voice of conscience, the inner voice and the guide. Sometimes we go astray because we mistake the voice of those fallen angels in embodiment, the false gurus, who tell us to go here or go there. Or the momentum of our karma dulls our spiritual senses, or our own carnal mind or the anti-self. And therefore, the Ascended Masters support us and teach us and lead us until we are truly so one with that inner Christ that we no longer need an external teacher. God is not outside of you. That is the foundation of your alchemy. Now we speak of revolutionaries of the spirit east and west. This is Gautama Buddha. He lived five centuries before Jesus Christ. When Jesus was between the age of 13 and 14, he left with a caravan of merchants and went east. Jesus spent 17 years in the Far East and returned at the age of 29 to begin his mission where he was baptized of John in Jordan. He went there as a teenager on the quest of the sacred science, mastering the teachings of all ages. He taught, he healed, he rebuked the decadence of the major world religions into which they had fallen, always the same. The original light bearer comes, gives a teaching for all, a priesthood arises and says, the unwashed masses may not have it, we will guard the secrets, and therefore the people are not given the true religious texts. We find in the discoveries at Nag Hammadi that the whole series of writings by the early Gnostics were entirely excluded from the canon of the four Gospels in the New Testament. They present the inner mysteries of Christ's teachings, a very exciting path that we all must become acquainted with. Much of what Christ is quoted as saying in these Gnostic Gospels that were deliberately excluded from the New Testament is exactly what I am teaching you here. This teaching is very ancient. I knew this teaching before I read the Dead Sea Scrolls. Here is the confirmation of the mysteries of God that Jesus 
brought back, gave to his disciples, and which are our inheritance. Gautama Buddha then, and those who followed him in the lineage of the Buddhas, Buddha meaning the enlightened one, the one in whom the crown chakra is budding and opening, the one who has universal awareness. This is also the goal of mastery of you and your twin flame. The parallels of Christ and Buddha, their paths, are very close. They are like the east and the west or the yin and the yang of the sacred science. Now they came to access the light of spirit of the central sun. This great cosmic computer of the mind of God, if you will, but we have lost the key of how to bring it forth. This is Maitreya, the coming Buddha who is come. Both Gautama Buddha and Maitreya are ascended masters. They teach their disciples at inner levels, at the Royal Teton Retreat, and in their dictations which they give. This is Padma Sambhava, the lotus-born one, the 8th century Buddha, whose coming was predicted by Gautama. He is very much an ascended master today, very much available to you. I stress the term ascended master because the ascended masters have fulfilled the whole of the sacred science of alchemy. They are not in physical incarnation, but they are as close as your heartbeat. Well, yes, the masters indeed, and in fact, are as close as your heartbeat. We'll take a short break. Back in a moment. Please stay with us. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thanks for staying with us. We're going to wrap things up on our show today about light. And as we listen to those two excerpts from the dictation by, rather, the lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet, I was just taken by so many aspects of that teaching that although we've read them before, they're still so important and the opportunity that they represent is still so great. Um, you know, that God's secret is that his kingdom is locked inside you. Um, the seventh age is our turn, it's our time to internalize the Christ, to internalize the guru. And the other thing was, it's not, it's late, 
but it's not too late. Well, exactly. <laughs> and where there's life is opportunity. And I think in the in the previous, in the, the second excerpt we heard, she said, you know, are you willing are you willing to play your part? And this is a rather important question of our souls and everything else. And it's understanding that, you know, God, has, of course, has given us free will, so we have to choose to play our part. And some people may not choose that. But, you know, St. Germain has promised, he said, if we will give him one lifetime, then he will promise us we will have an opportunity to do whatever we we're going to do this lifetime, mm-hmm. so to speak. And and so it's a matter of sacrificing, and is it really a sacrifice? I would question that. But in other words, giving up something so that we can play our part. It's like the soldiers in the American Revolution. You know, they had farms, they had family, they had all these things. Were they going to play their part? There's a lot of reasons not to, but thank goodness they chose to. And so we have to choose, are we willing to play our part to bring forth the salvation of this planet? And would we even have this opportunity if the Senate masters hadn't been willing to play their part? If Jesus said, look, you know, I'm done with this planet, you know. Ask him again later. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, he didn't have to come back. He was he had almost all his karma balanced, but obviously he had a role, he had a mission. And don't forget that you have a role and a mission that no one else can fulfill. It's as simple as that. And so if we choose to fulfill that mission, then we're the puzzle that won't be or the piece of the puzzle that won't be missing. How do we go about finding out what our role is? Well, you begin on the spiritual path, and I think God will show you. He, he doesn't it's like when Abraham left, God said, just go out, you know, young man. <laughs> and he didn't tell him where he was going, but he was obedient. <laughs> so take the next most logical step that your heart leads you to, but certainly pursue the light, pursue the teachings, because how, you can, how can you be an instrument of alchemy, an instrument of light, if you don't understand what it takes to get there? And that's what the Ascended Masters teach us. And we have to clean up our act, so to speak, clean up that karma that's just hanging in your aura that prevents you from hearing clear the voice of God within you and being directed and being of greater service. You know, it's like it's professional sports, people are out with injuries, you know, and baseball, there are the, 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 you know, the 15 day injury list or something or whatever. Right. We don't want to be on the injury list because of our karma. We want to be ready to serve. It doesn't mean we're going to be perfect because we can't. God can't wait that long. But it does mean <laughs> that we have to be willing to serve and allow God to give us that opportunity to serve. And God will meet you where you're at. And I think that's the excitement of this thing. Don't think, oh, I'm a terrible sinner. God can never receive me because of all the bad things we've done. Well, you know, we don't want to hang up a litany of sins we've all made in this another lifetime. But, you know, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But that's okay. You know, we're going to balance that karma. We're going to make ourselves prepared to hold that light that is going to be part of the alchemy to change this planet. And when you do that, you are going to be changed as well and your family. And, you know, this is why we're here. This is the purpose we're here. And it's not going to be one of those situations where people get the other side and they say, hit themselves on the etheric forehead, so to speak, say, oh, if only I'd have done something. If only I'd have listened. If only I'd taken advantage of the opportunity. But I was too busy. I had too many projects. I put aside or put away my spiritual path till I was older and I had time. You know, I, it's hard to imagine any sadder words than if only. I know. <laughs> I know. That's I know. why, like you say, if you take up the path and you, and you, you know, accomplish the spiritual things that you're supposed to do in life, uh, those things will be given back to you later on. And that's, that's the beauty. You can do those things at the end of at the end. And, you know, the they're not mutually exclusive either. I mean, no, you can no. still end up doing things in your life um, that are very creative, very powerful, but it's putting God first. Well, right. and you've said the key word many times, opportunity. Yeah. Take advantage of the opportunity. 
You know, and another thing too, we've said this before, but our karma comes to us by God's grace in increments. It doesn't descend all at once. We get a little bit every day. One of the reasons why we are so careful in our practice is because we want to mitigate that karma as it comes and work against the backlog, if you will. And and there are days when the dump truck comes. <laughs> it's not a spoonful, it's a dump truck. Yeah. And you want to be ready for that. You know, we don't fear our karma because God has given us the tools to deal with it. And, um, you know, we might regret our karma, as I think we all do from time to time, or most of the time, but that's okay. You know, we're here to balance it. We're here to stand in the presence of our, in, in our God presence and take accountability for that karma and saying, God, I am going to do my best to right my wrongs, to be an instrument of light, to hold that light for you, that you are the doer, but I will do my part in preparing so that I can fill my mission in this life. And even if you don't make your ascension, you're going to be far better positioned in your next life to get there. You know, I've just got a comment that it's a very arresting image to imagine a dump truck of karma. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have used it if one of the masters hadn't used it. No, I, it's quite apt. And I think so, it, yeah, you just, you know, this is the reality of law. Yeah. You know, something that you sent out, you know, 100,000 years ago, it's traveled around the universe and the cycles have turned again. And it's coming back here, here, with here more it of its kind. So, and we want know. we want that. I mean, I think there's just we, we welcome the opportunity. We don't just suffer the opportunity; we welcome it. Yeah, and that's a nice thing to know too. Uh, just to be aware of that these cycles, these twenty five thousand eight hundred year cycles, or whatever you know that we talk about from time to time. You know, the opportunity that you have today may not come back again until that length of time. And who wants to do that? We it, don't want to say if only. No. No, and, and, you know, I, I love, you know, where do I want to be? I want to be where God is in, in the sense that I want the presence of God within me to be so manifest that I can fulfill my divine purpose. I'll have my individuality, but I'll have the purposes of God. And, you know, there'll be no more crying. There'll be no more tears, yeah. you know? I mean, except for the tears, the souls that, that make the wrong choices, perhaps. But you know what? We, there's a universe out there ready to conquer, and you are going to play a key part in that if you are willing to take the steps to prepare yourself to bend the knee before our God and before the light in um, cosmos and serve that light, then you will fulfill all God has positioned and, and proposed for this your, your life stream. And as you said at the beginning of this segment, are you willing to play your part? Yeah. I don't know what else part I play, you know. <laughs> I'm not particularly good at anything, so. Oh, I don't know about that. But, you know, God in me is good at everything. That's so right. That's the part I want to play. Well, boy, we've we've covered a lot of ground, and especially the uh, you know the uh, eclipse that we heard from oh, yeah. Elizabeth Clare Prophet. Oh yeah, just amazing material. Yeah, it makes me it makes me. I want to underline things as we go. You know, well, we've got some script in front of us. What is the title of the book? Uh, is it Saint Germain, Master Alchemist? No, Saint Germain. Which which one? It was Saint Germain on alchemy. On alchemy. This is like two parts, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, if you go to tsl.org to the bookstore, look up alchemy or St. Germain, or Violet Flame, you're going to find a wealth, a treasure chest of material on just this topic we're talking about today. It's so incredibly important that you understand what power you have at your fingertips to wield, to take advantage of these opportunities that are coming when to you. When it's used properly. And of course, the alchemists were always trying to change base metal into gold. And <laughs> there's a symbolic manifestation of that. I mean, who needs gold when you can get the light of God? Oh. <clears throat> you know, I mean, think about that. You're changing the base metal, if you will, of your karma the misqualified energy of God into the purity of gold, of the light of God. 
And that is the work of the ages. That's the work of the alchemist. And we can all become that alchemist by being taught. Indeed. And, and just like St. Germain took the flaws out of the gems, we're doing the same thing oh, when, yeah. we, when we perform these alchemical uh, experiments on ourselves. We take the flaws out of the gems that we are. Yep. And so to sum up today's show, I guess light is the alchemical key. Right. Pure and simple. So, Terry. You know where we are. I do. We're at the end of the show again. <laughs> we are located. Where did it go? Electronically, we are located <laughs> at webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org. Stay in touch with us. Thank you. We will respond to your letters as long as they're nice. <laughs> but you know it, this is a remarkable journey that we're all on and we're all on it together so take advantage of the opportunities you have to to guide and guard that light and let it carry you to the promised land your ascension hmm. so though the upper path may sometimes be difficult the rewards are, are out, out of, of this world. world thanks everybody God bless you talk to you soon bye bye Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.